When you think back to coming to Nationwide and, and starting this connected services program, did this scope of, of what you're doing now ever kind of cross your mind of what this could have potentially become? One of the things I always look at, I've got um, a restorative nature, meaning I always like to fix things. I did not expect it to be like this, to answer your question directly. But what's important for us at Nationwide is really to understand what the needs of our members are. Welcome into the Independent Thinking Podcast. This is your host, Rob Stott. The world of connected services um, is something, you know, in, in the history of Nationwide Marketing Group, technically it's relatively new. Uh, it started here when Eric Sindelar, our director of connected services, joined the company uh, late 2019, around the same time as me, actually. Uh, Eric and I uh, have, you know, nationwide anniversaries that are relatively close. And um, to see sort of how the work he's done and that department has evolved um, and the offering has evolved Nothing short of uh, just awesome uh, is the word that comes to mind. So, um, I mean, it, it's expanded from really being a way for members to sell smartphone service and, and TV and internet service to their customers into a platform that allows them to you know find the business technology services that are right for them. Uh, and, and it really, I mean, to say it touches every aspect of their business um, from you know both the retail side to the, the their own business technology um, you know, it would be an understatement. Eric and team have partnerships in place that allow them to uh, look at everything from you know their own internet and phone service to you know dark web scans and and cybersecurity technology and and educational opportunities. It's it's just it's a lot. And I mean to to the members, it's a way for them to look for sort of unique opportunities to not only make more money through things like the revenue referral program, but also to make money by, you know, saving money in terms of the services that they're, uh, you know, using within their stores. And, and you know, that could be one location, it could be uh, several locations and um, just ways to find money kind of hidden under mattresses that they might not have thought about, um, you know, but a lot of great things. And we wanted to give the Eric the opportunity to come on. And uh, it's been a while, you know, since he, we've had him on the podcast, way back to episode 16, if you scroll uh, through your podcast app here. But um, you know, to come on and talk about the the things he's doing and, and really shine a light on these programs and, and how members can take advantage of them. So a really awesome conversation, a long overdue one, uh, but excited to have Eric Sindelar here on the Independent Thinking Podcast. All right, we are back on the Independent Thinking Podcast, and an episode, I don't know, like three and a half years in the making, <laughs> just a follow-up, a three and a half year later follow-up, Mr. Eric Sindelar, our Director of Connected Services. How you doing, man? <laughs> I am doing great. When you say it's been three and a half years, I know you and I talk much more frequently than that, but when you told me it was three and a half years, that was, that was kind of shocking to me. That's, so this is long overdue, Rob. That's an long. error on my part, and I apologize. No, you're right, though. We do talk a lot because you, you always have updates going on. And um, I mean, I think back to three and a half years ago, and it, it's just it's a different what a different world, right? This is like episode 16 of the podcast, literally a different world. We talked, um, you know, that was a, at primetime in Houston. We recorded that episode and uh 
know, a lot's happened since then. Not not just in the world and uh, in health <laughs> and all yeah. that sort of stuff, but just in in your world of connected services. So, well, I mean, you, you have a lot to talk about. So I almost want to ask, like, how's it going? Like, what's been going on? But that's a bit much to recap, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been a lot, and uh, we'll we'll definitely unfold that. You, you mentioned health, and lots changed over the last few years. So knock on wood. Uh, we're all healthy and well, but uh, things for Connected Services have been great, Rob, and I really appreciate you asking and really taking the time here. So, geez, four years. Uh, so if we go back um, to when we first had that podcast, at that time we had AT&T, and under that umbrella was AT&T and DirecTV. And even since then, those two companies have split. Uh, that took place back in 2022, and we maintain strong, probably even better relationships with both of those uh, service providers, both AT&T and DirecTV. So they're still in our portfolio and a very, very big portion of our business. In addition to that, and this is you know where the exciting stuff comes in, in addition to those two providers, uh, we've really grown our footprint uh, for internet providers. And currently today, we stand with 11 providers. And wow. just to name uh, a couple, we've got CenturyLink. Frontier, Metronet, Windstream. And when we really take that entire footprint within the U.S. of all these 11 uh, internet service providers, it covers roughly around 90% of the U.S. footprint. So what that means for our members is the opportunity within their market to be most likely they're able to offer internet to their customers in some shape or form through the models that we can go to market with. So very exciting stuff. Oh, that's awesome. And and I mean, that's just kind of how you started, right? Like the name Connected Services was all about, you know, providing some unique opportunities for independent retailers to get into these, um, you know, markets and industries where they typically would, right? Like it was a kind of a, a giving them an opportunity to expand their businesses into uh, unique areas and provide another level of service that I think customers come to expect from independent retailers. But uh, maybe in an area like internet or or the smartphone um, service where they typically wouldn't think of an independent retailer as the shop where they go. But um, that, I, and we could dive into that further, but that's like the one aspect. That's how you launch, but you've been doing some serious expanding in other areas, um, you know, for our members, both from the, you know, the consumer facing side, right? Where they can offer services to to their members or to their customers, but um also turning it inward and, and giving them the chance to focus on their business, right? Like crazy to think, again, we've talked a lot, so I know about all these things, but the fact that it hasn't been shared on the podcast, like dive into that, the 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 sort of business technology aspect of what you've been doing in connected services. Yeah, so um, we've expanded that as well. So I'll go back to, this is probably two years ago when we uh, launched the business technology services category. So if you think about that, every one of our members has needs for phone, internet, anything to run their business that's uh, technology-based. And really our objective with that program is really to save them time, save them money, and get them better technology ultimately. So now, as you said, it's morphed and even that's changed. And so today we have the ability to offer our members to help them run their business over a thousand services and providers. So beyond just the phone and internet, this could be software, including uh, support for email addresses, uh, DocuSign, um, cybersecurity. Uh, that's been a really hot button. Uh, 
if you've seen any of the news out there about uh, the casinos uh, that have been hit recently, but it's not just for those big, but it, you know, hits uh, small businesses as well. And then even internet of things, uh, we can support service and delivery vehicles for, from an efficiency standpoint. So there's uh, a lot of things where we've expanded those components. And to make it simple for our members, we just say, hey, you know, we're going to provide you a no cost analysis that is a free member benefit because you're a member of um, NMG. And we'll really assess what they currently have for services, and then what we identify based upon their business needs, what might benefit them. And uh, also to help support them, uh, in addition to that no-cost analysis, we also have a dark web scan. And, and Rob, I'd tell you, we could spend a lot of time on <laughs> this one, uh, is just around those cyber attacks. But we hear about we hear about these organizations, not just because of the, the size and the impact they make, but um, it, it's not just for the casinos, the big national retailers, but we hear about our own members getting uh, attacked, which is really, really unfortunate. And we want to help support them. So one of the things that a dark web scan can do is identify if there's any credentials for sale uh, on the dark web. And then so we can help them, let them know if there are any, what they are, and that the passwords that they need to change so those can't be used against them. So a lot of things that we've expanded within that uh, that business technology services for our members. Yeah, and, and I mean, I think to just the, uh, there's a couple things that break down in there, right? Um, you know, starting starting with the, just the technology uh, stack and, and kind of reviewing what you're currently paying. I know there's instances where, Members have done that, and I mean, you talk about cost of dues being covered. Like they're saving money per year that um, they otherwise wouldn't have thought about, right? So the, there's obviously, you know, I go back to the 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 um, kind of the the reason connected services launched, and it's offering you know a sale to a customer, but that's money made that way. There's also money to be made by savings, and, and that's kind of what you've been able to accomplish with you know that business technology review is is looking at things like how much they're paying for their internet in their stores. Um, and their phones and things like that. And it's, it's impacted, you know, had some pretty big impacts for a number of members. Yeah, it, it has. And so far uh, from all the quotes that we've done, Rob, we're well over $300,000 in quote savings uh, for our members. And you think about that, it's a, it's a great correlation there because our members too do pay dues to us. And, and our job as an organization is to come back to them with, exclusive offers, rebates. And, you know, this is another way for us to give back to our members and, and provide them a service where, hey, they're so busy selling appliances, furniture, consumer electronics. This is us as uh, business professionals understanding the back end side of the, the operations and what could benefit them and or save them money uh, for their business technology needs. And you know, it could be where, yeah, we've had some members where we save them $50, $100 a month. I'll share one that uh, we just recently quoted out was uh, the member was paying uh, $2,800 in services per month. And this was for over uh, four locations. This is in services that they weren't using. Uh, 
So not only is this just, hey, how do we reallocate or, or what can we change and how can we save you money? But are you using the technology that you're paying for? And so it could be just cost reduction. So there's many different ways and benefits to that no cost analysis. I, I almost think about it. You saying that and describing that feels like those, um, you know, those apps that are out there right now that can review like all of the streaming services you're paying for that you might not realize. <laughs> like, like that's basically what you're doing for our members from a, a technology standpoint. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but very different where this is identifying, is it a right fit, right? Oftentimes yeah. what they'll do is they'll go back and renegotiate and try and either reduce your rate plan or change your service or cancel your service. Our goal is to save money and keep the same technology or improve it. So similar to that, but much better. <laughs> no, I get that for sure. Uh, and then, you know, to your other point about the, um, the cybersecurity aspect of this. And I know that's kind of, you know, I say it's been three years plus for us talking. I know we've had some of your uh, partners on the podcast in the past to talk about cybersecurity and things like that. And, um, you know, the the potential savings there. And, and you mentioned that we've seen some members, unfortunately, go through um, cybersecurity attacks uh, and, and kind of what that can res result in in costs, you know, to the business and things like that. Um massive potential savings there, you know, just knowing what's out there. And you mentioned that, again, the time that they're spending with their customers and in their businesses, it's things that they might not be thinking about, like, oh, I'm not at risk. But um, it, it's that kind of lax feeling about your business that ultimately results in, you know, a potential situation arising that, that we've seen, as I can imagine. Yeah. One of the ways that I think about it, and I've learned this through going to so many educational um, sessions around cybersecurity. And one of the things that I always hear is it's not a matter of if it's going to happen, it's when it's going to happen. So what I always encourage our members to do is to, to understand the space, how people can get in. And, and we can help educate on those things too, just by having uh, conversations. And we have access to uh, engineers in the cybersecurity space uh, but a few things that I recommend our members doing is, uh, of course, security is great and we can help out with that. But understanding uh, the training, what their employees knowledge level is and how people can attack, because oftentimes it's human error. So we started off talking about the casinos and kind of mocking that a little bit, but they got in there through social engineering and so outside of the dark web, social engineering is another way attackers can get in. So what they did is the attacker posed as somebody within the organization and sent an email um, requesting access, and the access was provided to them. Wow. It was that simple. And so there's so many different ways that people can get in, and it's about educating the employees on how to protect themselves, how to protect the organization, how people might reach out to them to get in. So there's savings there and sometimes savings in cybersecurity, it's it's distance. It's, it's a distance away because you don't know those savings are gonna get there unless you go, oh, I got hacked. If I would have had this, then I would have saved all this money versus the money I have to spend now on getting it done. What I always tell everybody is we gotta, let's train the employees Let's have a plan in place that can include cybersecurity, um, what to do in the event something happens, 
And then that way you're ready to go and know what to do in the unfortunate event that something does happen. And the more research that I do, the amount of attacks that are taking place and just the sheer getting uh, businesses data is really what they're looking for and clogging it up and retaining it and really holding it for ransom is what they're doing. And um, if we can prevent that, that's where the savings really is uh, for our members. Yeah. And, it, and it, I mean, it's when you're talking about it, it's almost like, well, this feels like a scare tactic just to get me to like think about it. But honestly, um, you know, the the not if but when is, you know, kind of what we're seeing is, is like companies you hear about in the news, the big ones, the MGMs and, and the, the hotels. And, uh, you know, I think back to the Home Depot's Lowe's and Target's that have been hit. Um, but that's because there's billions attached to it. There's still, you know, we've seen it, it's not nickel and diming. It, it may be in that regard to that kind of money. But, you know, small businesses are getting hit probably more so than those large businesses are because, I mean, those large businesses, right, they, they should have and and most likely do now at this point have the technology in place to prevent to an extent those types of attacks from happening. But it's those mom and pops that are out there that might not be thinking about it where you don't want to call it easier money for these um, ransomware attackers, but in, in some cases it can be. Yeah, but fully agree. And you think of our membership base and we have one member that was attacked and it was for the ransomware attack was for $4 million. That's what the request was. And although that that was well over a year ago, you know, the ramifications of that, you know, I think that organization is just, you know, getting past that, that attack. So it's, it's the potential money impact, but then it's also business continuity that gets impacted as well. So it's not just, what they're requesting, but the continuity where it could shut down a business for weeks, if not months. Right. It's crazy to think about. And I, you know, it almost, every industry got kind of the, the pedal put to the metal and advanced faster over the last couple of years. I, yeah. we go back to the, the health talk. Right. But, um, you know, this one in particular with, uh, employees at home with their own devices and things like that. I, I know that, um, cybersecurity and, and the education around it and sort of prevention tactics um, certainly picked up a lot as well from conversations we've had, I know, over the past couple of years. Yeah, that's one of the hottest points is with the work from home. How, how does an organization secure um, at the end point, right? Our, our yeah. phones, our devices that are connected to the business. And ultimately, it still comes down to that education of that employee and do they click on that link or not? Do they send an email back with uh, confidential information right. for social engineering that can allow somebody to be hacked? So a lot of times it comes back down to human error and it's really understanding how those hackers are getting in. Um, endpoint protection is great. I don't want to discount it, but it still comes down to um, that potential human error and educating that employee. Okay. Kind of taking a step back, just crazy to think about, you know, how this conver- our conversation here has progressed, right? We started talking about internet coverage, business technology, the cybersecurity aspect. Like when you think back to coming to Nationwide and, and starting this connected services program, did you, inv- I'm sure, you know, I'm, of course you've got like, you know, the, the 135, right? Uh, plan in mind of what it could look like. Did, did this scope of, of what you're doing now ever kind of cross your mind of what this could have potentially become? 
I wasn't sure. In fact, uh, I was I was just trying to learn the membership side of it and how do we interact and how do we engage. And I think one of the things I always look at, I've got um, a restorative nature, meaning I always like to fix things. And what I found is how this category is growing. I did not expect it to be like this, uh, to, to, to answer your question directly. But What's important for us at, at Nationwide is really to understand what the needs of our members are. And, and if I can do a little bit of a segue into some other things is it's really listening to our members. And so give you an example is I've had requests for uh, Spectrum. I didn't even mention them earlier. Um, so this is one of our most recent additions is Spectrum. They, they offer service across 42 states. And what's unique about them, they have very easy to understand tiered pricing with speeds up to one gig. So we brought those in based upon uh, our members' feedback and how they want us to grow connected services. So, so that's one aspect is getting the feedback. Then it's also learning with our membership base around how do they want to go to market. And if I went back four years ago, we had one way to go to market. And that way to go to market was we're going to train your team on how to sell, how to use uh, the platform that we use to transact these service orders, which is Sarah Plus. We're going to teach your employees how to use it. Well, between turnover and really our members are, the majority of our members are just amazing at their core business and they stick to their core business. So adding an additional vertical can be challenging. And with that in mind, we created a new program and that's the referral revenue program is based upon those learnings. And this program allows our members to leverage these national uh, service provider brands that are within our portfolio and they can market them, whether in store on their web or as a thank you in the home after a delivery or a service. And we have a pre-approved call center that will close those sales for them. So again, to answer your question, no, I never expected it to go in this direction, but I will say a lot of it, um, like anything else within NMG, it's important that we listen to our members and that we modify our approach based upon those needs. And I think that's what's really driven the connected services category to where it is today. I, I have follow-ups <laughs> for you there, but I also want to make sure that we don't just brush over the program you just mentioned. That, that's the revenue referral. So talk about kind of how that works and, and what members need to know about it to, to sort of take advantage of that. Yeah, no, I, pre I appreciate that. So this is a very unique program and think of it as our members should look at this as an opportunity for passive income, meaning that oftentimes their marketing promotions within their store and then a salesperson will sell that. We have the opportunity to help them market, um, as I did mention on the web, in their store, at the customer's home for a delivery and install, or even our service technicians through Service Leaders Network. And we're working with that team right now on the same program where they can have these assets that are pre-approved from the service providers. Uh, they can market it wherever they want. We'll help support them with those assets that have exclusive offers from these service providers. And it's very unique where we're going to have uh, an individual 1-800 number for that member, as well as a unique QR code. And really all the customer has to do is scan that QR code. They set up a time 
to speak with the call center. And really the benefit of that, Rob, is what, was, what we've learned from our members is we don't want to take away from the in-store experience, but we still want them to be able to take advantage of these offers and they can do it in the comfort of their own home. Because sometimes you are sharing personal information and within a public setting in a store, oftentimes it's not very comfortable, but they can set an appointment for when they're available, when they're at home and a time that's convenient for them. They get the exclusive offer through that member because they are a part of Nationwide Marketing Group from, that, um, from us on behalf of that provider. And what's great about these offers, it's better than what's available in uh, national retail and often stackable on top of anything that's going on in national retail. And then on the back end, once those orders are placed, they're activated we have the revenue going right to uh, back to the member, which is great. And, and that revenue can be used in, a, in different ways. It could be used for a new vertical for revenue to the bottom line in driving profits. Um, we're having some conversations with members where they're going to be using it to drive employee retention, where it's another opportunity for them to make money. And that was a learning through this, pro, uh, through this program as we talked to uh, the membership and just how they look at this program and how they want to use it. No, that's all. And when you say the services that, um, you know, members can use this for what type, is it, is it internet? Is it like, what type of services can they sell through this uh, referral program? Yeah, we, we've, uh, we continue to expand it based upon uh, that list I shared with you currently today, of course, uh, internet. And what's, what's key about internet is a lot of our providers are fiber. So that's going to be breaking up a bundle, oftentimes, maybe from a cable provider, and then attaching, not only can you sell fiber, the call center will work on attaching DirecTV to that. So we have video solutions through our great partners at DirecTV. We've got all of our fiber solutions, whether it's AT&T, the other providers that we've recently added, uh, Vivint. Uh, so for uh, smart home and security that, you know, that's a great play and it's a really good fit within our appliance and furniture dealers. If you think of this, Rob, an interesting stat that was shared with me is one in seven Americans uh, are moving every year. So if you think of that, that's 15% of the population is, is like in rotation, right? And they're going to go visit an appliance store and or a furniture retail store. So their chances are they're going to go see one of our members. And that's an opportunity for them to be able to, that's a great fit with Vivint. So if they're moving somewhere, how do they secure their home and all the things inside of that home? So we've got solutions across the board, whether it's video, internet, security, we can help with all those things. Oh, that's awesome. And again, it just kind of reinforces just how, Connected services and nationwide has um, just grown. I, I want to say balloon, but like a, you know, a balloon only can go so far. I feel like the way you've been expanding this category uh, has been really cool to follow. Um, I, I, what's it, like your mindset? You mentioned talking to the members and kind of seeing where their needs are, but as you go out, like what's your approach? You know, when you when you find a need or or you know something arises that uh, you realize, all right, well, this is the the next thing I have to go fix, right? So what what's kind of Eric Sindelar's approach to, to going and, and finding out, you know, what the solution is to, to help our members. So, so there's two sides. It, it's staying up to speed on service provider technology and what's changing in the space. 
and how that can um, benefit our our membership as well. And that's, you know, I, I stay abreast on that stuff just through normal information, uh, events, things like that. But then at the end of the day, it's, as I said earlier, it's uh, listening to, the, to our members, um, what they need, what's in there. And then from there, uh, it's a prioritization based upon, okay, if it's a specific provider, what, what's the reach for, is it just within that small market or is this something uh, across the U.S.? And uh, so that's how I kind of take uh, an approach of what are the asks, what's the latest in technology? And I look at prioritizing those of what's going to be the best benefit for our members. And then I go and attack those. And uh, within that, then it's based upon uh, building that relationship with those service providers and really sharing with them what our reach and scale is. So it's really sharing um, how Nationwide Marketing Group, how that service provider can leverage our reach and scale, but also on the flip side is, how nationwide marketing group might be able to benefit that service provider as well. No, it's a, and then just to like button it up too, right? Bring it full circle is the fact that you can also approach things now from, all right, well, this is something our members might be able to sell or use in their business. Like that, that's the, the yeah. cool part, right? Yeah. Is it's, it's a, yeah. a service again, that you think about the referral program, sort of something passive that they can use and, and pass through to consumers or, you know, if they're working on their own business, which they should be doing uh, on a pretty regular basis, it's something that they can, uh, take as a service and and apply to their own store or, uh, and uh, you know watch it have an impact which is it's so cool man it, it's it's really neat to see sort of how you know I, I think back to that CES video we shot in 2020 <laughs> that fateful CES but uh, no we uh, and, and to what you're doing today it's awesome and, and a story that um, you know I I enjoy following and and hearing about all the different aspects and uh, categories within connected services that that you're able to have an impact on. So it's, uh, it's a neat story to tell. No, it is. And just to share one more thing as an example, and maybe tying it more back to the business technology services. So I had a member ask me recently, so with all these services, how about garbage? Is there any, <laughs> can you help out with our garbage? I said, we don't, I don't have a relationship with garbage, but here's how we can help. I always look at solutions. I said, what about internet of things? Let, let's talk with your garbage provider. And what if we put a tracking system? What, what the member was, uh, their concern was sometimes the garbage come will come and pick up when they don't have any garbage and they're still paying for that service. Or on the flip side is they might need in a week two pickups, but they just have more trash sitting around. And I said, well, what if we leveraged Internet of Things and had a tracking for the level of your garbage and they pick up on a need be basis. So again, it's, it's understanding those uh, members business needs and how do, how do we as an organization and I work with our service providers to help solve those problems for our members. There is no area of the business that connected services can't touch, including your trash. <laughs> <So> that's what <laughs> that's what I'm hearing. So that's unbelievable. <laughs> that's really we cool. Try, man. Rob, we try. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, Eric, I, this was a lot of fun. Uh, need to kind of dive into everything you're doing. Um, you know, it's a lot, but I think it's you know so important to that. that there's there's not one. Th I I don't think any member listening to this could say, well, there's. There's nothing here for me. There's got to be something that they can pull out from at least one area of their business where, you know, connected services can have an impact um, and, and, you know, 
we definitely covered it today. <laughs> and we'll make sure it won't be another three and a half years before we have you back on here. Cause uh, I know, you know, just the, the pace at which you're working, things are going to change in the next month or two. So, uh, you know, there, there's always going to be something to talk about with connected services. So we appreciate you taking the time. Uh, hey, thanks a lot, Rob. And uh, definitely more great things to come from uh, connected services uh, that are on the horizon so we can help out our membership. And uh, definitely appreciate you taking the time, Rob. Thank Any, you so much. Anytime. Awesome. And thanks again to Eric. Like I said, just a, a program and, and a team that is doing some really awesome things and uh, not talked enough about here on the podcast. So definitely wanted to make sure we had them on, uh, had the uh, the connected services team on to talk about what they're doing, and um, you know, hopefully give our members the uh, the oomph to you know look at some of those things, uh, some of the unique opportunities that are out there for them to take advantage of, and um, you know look at not only some services and, and unique services that they can offer to their customers, but also you know again to look at their own services that they're using and and see if they're the best, if they're getting the most bang for their buck. So. Uh, appreciate Eric taking that time and chatting with us. And as always, appreciate you listening to the Independent Thinking Podcast, and we'll catch you next time. Uh-huh.